Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elise of the Year Nista podcast. Episode 100 is behind us. We are now starting a brand new set of 100 episodes. A what is Rollo doing in there? He's chewing on something. Oh, he has the hair stuck on his face. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know what... He's in the closet right now. I don't know what he could be eating in there, what he could have found to eat, but he's doing something. So this is off to a fantastic start. This sounds a lot like our first episode, numero uno. Say hello. No. So would you rather have an unlimited purple pizza or be an apple? People, this is my life now. I'm I'm obsessed with this, with this Twitter account. Would you rather live in a country or live in the sky? And you can vote on these. That's the best part is they give you two options and everybody can vote. Would you rather be eaten by a jellyfish or be a flying castle? That's Anyone a tough one. Anyone out there that thinks that this is ridiculous, I live with him. So. so you're saying I'm ridiculous. Thanks a lot, Elisa. I'm saying this is ridiculous. You're saying that you don't like to have fun because you don't follow the would you rather bot on Twitter. I don't follow anybody. Well, I do follow people on Twitter, but I don't do anything on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, not on Twitter much. No, I don't, know how, to, I don't know how to work it. And it, it's about the simplest of these social medias. <laughs> it's not a lot to it. So thank you, everybody, for joining us here for episode number 101, 101. I'm not sure exactly how to say that. It's like when we got to uh, 2000, like the 2000s. Is it the aughts? We're way beyond that now. Now we're in the teens. That's easy. But episode 101. What? What? Oh, You're I didn't... looking at me like I'm being weird. Oh, I didn't think I was. Ma- I didn't think I was looking at you anyway. Oh. I thought I was just looking at you. Yeah, maybe I'm just used I to was that look. Completely void of emotion there. Oh, as normal. Oh. So thanks everybody for joining us here, episode 101. Uh, if you would like to support us here on the show financially, you can go to not podcast. You can go to com, and over on the right hand side, you can click on those Amazon affiliate things we have set up over there. That'll take you to Amazon. You do your shopping just like you normally do. And then when you do that, when you check out, uh, Amazon may give a little commission to us uh, for sending you their way. And that helps us then pay for all the equipment that we have and web hosting and all those kind of things you need to pay for when you have a podcast. If you'd like to interact with us at the show, you can send us an email, podcast at elisatheyarnista.com. Um, you can also find Elisa all over on Facebook and Ravelry and Twitter, not so much on Twitter, <laughs> on uh, Instagram, all those places you can uh, interact there as well. Um, man, I still, I am still not feeling well. I actually feel worse today than I did like yesterday or a couple days ago you seem like you're fine no i'm not fine i'm far from fine well i thought like yesterday i felt i felt like i was feeling better so i'm thinking okay i'm gonna go to the gym and get a workout in see how i'm feeling no you should know better by now if you think you're feeling better then you just wait another day well no i'm more than a day away but i went and like 20 minutes in i was had zero energy i'm like well Luckily, I took my swimming trunks along, so I went and sat in the sauna because I thought if I could sit in there for a little while, maybe I could bake it out of me and just kill all the viruses that are in my body. don't think that's how it works. I mean, it kind of does because you basically are giving yourself a fever, so if you can raise your body temperature enough to the point that the viruses can't live there, well... This is not medical advice. No, it's definitely, you try it. It works. It didn't work this time, though. (laughs) Maybe it's because you didn't wear your shoes in in the sauna. Well, that's the thing. I was in there, and... So it was me, I think at one point there were five of us in there, and I was the only one not wearing shoes. 
that to me just wearing shoes in the sauna seems like a really really bad gross idea well you said one guy was wearing flip-flops yeah flip-flops weren't so bad i guess I mean, I would probably wear flip-flops in there because I wouldn't want to walk around barefoot. I mean, because those people haven't showered yet, and they may have just had their feet in tennis shoes. So flip-flops, I think, make some sense. Sure. But wearing, like, your gym shoes in there, that's disgusting. No, yeah, because what? Yeah, it's your weird. Your feet are sweating in there at the same time. Well, they sweat when you're not in a sauna. Yeah. But, man, when you're in a sauna, everything sweats an oh, extra Oh, their shoes lot. probably smell terrible. Well, my, yeah, that's what I'm wondering is that's what, like, my thought is that we buy a new pair of shoes every other week, every week. Because if you do that, if you're in there with any regularity, that's just going to be disgusting real fast. Rollo was sleeping. Now he's he's all awake and he's, he's being all crazy. Awake. So, Lisa, tell us what have you been knitting on since last we spoke? Well, I'm I'm working on my. Opal Advent sock. Sure. Again, because you know, Still? I have a deadline. You have a, yeah, November? Yeah. Like, well, December 1st, technically, I think. But I think I can get another one before then. I just have to make sure that this one's done before the next one starts. Before, well, I think that's that's probably going to be the rule. So, um, yeah, so I'm working on that. I'm almost done with... This is... Um, now, before I tell you like what number this is, and you're like, oh, you're never going to get there. I have knit through... Um, 14, 16 of them, 16 or 17, I think 17 of them, a little bit from each one. Cause I have two pairs of socks that are kind of identical. So, um, this is the last of, um, and then I'm going back and starting from the beginning and doing sections, um, doing full sections until I run out. So I'm going to have just like basically a bunch of mismatched socks. Yeah. So I am almost done with three. Three socks? Number three. Like day number day three? Day number three. And there are so how this many? Is, this is why I preempted it with my explanation. There are, there are 24. 31 days in? It's an advent calendar. Oh, so there's no nothing so on the 25th? 24. Yeah, there's 24. So what happens on the 25th? You're just it's done? Christmas. Oh, you should have one big one for the 25th. Who invented the advent calendar? They should change that. I, I don't think it's going to get changed. No. I'm going to make a suggestion. I'll call somebody. Um. So... I am on three, but these go fast. They're not—they're not even like full balls. So, if I just keep yeah, like three and a half months left, left. I There's do plenty oh, yeah. of time. You've plenty been time. working on those for a year, right? Yeah, yeah. Only I've only been working on for what three and a half minus twelve is. Well, it's only been since eight and a half. December then, right? Yeah. So it's only nine months. Yeah, that's okay. Plenty of time. I've gotten two and a half pairs of socks out of it so far. Sure. So. Um, but I did finish, uh, the new knit along for Firefly Fibers. Yeah. The, um, it's a summer fling in, um, by Space Tricot. It's a free pattern on their website and Quince and Company Sparrow. And it was a fun little knit. What is it? It's a bag. Okay. It's a bag. And I will say that I wasn't going to knit it up. I was just going to get it out there and cause things have been a little crazy the last couple months. So I thought, Oh, I'm just going to get it out there. And you know, it's, it's a market bag. It's not like it's a shawl where you like, I oh, kind of have to decide if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. But then I started reading the reviews and people said, yeah, it's a little bit smaller than I thought it was going to be. I'm like, ah, I better knit one up. And I'm glad I did because it is a little bit smaller than mm-hmm. it looks in the picture, but it's a good size. 
And I think it's going to relax and stretch out a little bit too because it's linen. So I think once it gets used, it'll get stretched out a little bit. So, um, yeah, I've had quite a few people coming in today and, or this week and picking out, uh, colors for that. Um, cause it uses two different colors. So that's been kind Have of people fun. People said what they're going to use it for because it's just like a project bag or like is a little it... project bag or like a, just like a fun bag. You can, I mean, there's enough, it's big enough to throw like your, like a, like a bottle of water and a project or something sure. quick like that in it. So yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I haven't been, I've been any, working on secret, secret class tips stuff. or tricks to share now that you finished the project. You've got people doing the knit along. Is there anything that stood out as that was going to be giving you a problem or? I had to go, I did have to go down a needle size. So that was definitely, um, but I, I knew I was going to have to do that because the gauge on it was tighter than what I've been using on my Linhu or my, uh, the, the swatch that I did for the other Quinn Sparrow pattern. So, um, so I knew I was going to have to go down a needle size. So definitely that, um, just take your time picking up the stitches. Cause you do, you knit like a, like a rectangular section for the bottom. So it's not very exciting in the beginning and knit back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And when you get to one end, then you take it and you turn it and you pick up stitches on one long end. And then you pick up stitches on the cast on edge and then you pick up stitches on the other side and then you start it in a circle. Okay. So, um, just take your time picking up stitches and pick them up nice and neat. Yeah. I, there really wasn't anything tricky about it. So the pattern's well written. It's easy. easy to follow. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a good, just kind of, it, it's a good, just casual knit. Because you knit a rectangle and then you knit it in a circle and you put some decreases in there and then you knit the straps and that's about it. I could probably do it. Sounds easy. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Dive right in. I'll pick out a couple colors for you. I'll pick my own colors. Thank you very much. No, I'll pick colors for you. I'll pick some good ones. Okay. Like green and gray or brown maybe? Um, I'll pick pink and purple for you. That'll work. Yeah. So we have clarification. 101. Yeah. Any other knitting things you wanted to talk about? I've been working on a new thing for a class project. Can't really talk about it. For a class that you're taking or a class that you're teaching? Class that I'm teaching. So I'll be able to talk about that maybe next week. A couple week months? Week after. Yeah. Next couple weeks. Yeah, I think that's it for... I haven't, I haven't knit much. No? But if you would like to purchase, well... Some of the things, you can the call, linen. You can call me or you can email me or call me at the store for the linen. For the linen, yeah. So you can't really purchase anything that Elisa talked about today, which is, I guess, fine. But you can purchase other things. You can go to fireflyfibers.com and uh, do some shopping there. That is a local yarn shop that Elisa I own right here where we live in the town of Beaverdam, Wisconsin. And there you can get all kinds of stuff except for the opal and, well, this opal that Elisa's There's working with. There's plenty of opal on the website. Or the linen that you talk about, because that is not that is strictly verboten. Is but not you allowed. can send me an email, and I can do it through mail order, and I can send you send you an invoice, and we can take care of it all that way. It's super easy. Yeah. Um, but we do we are restocked with Brooklyn Tweed, so that that came in this week, and then um, I haven't started working on it, so I didn't count it in the. I didn't put. I know. I know it's our show, and I can do what I want to do. I didn't put it in the works in progress or what I was thinking about doing because. Um, Andrea Mowry is, of course, doing another fade. Sure. 
because you know you can't get in you can't do enough with fades so um she's this time it's a mystery knit along and i'm waiting for it to bite me in the butt because every time i do a mystery knit along i'm like oh this designer is not gonna let me down then it kind of goes how do you mean I'm like, oh, well, th- there's no way that this is going to be disappointing. And then it ends up being disappointing, like the design or I just don't like it because you don't know uh, what you're knitting. Sure. It's well, a mystery. That's the fun of it, though. Right? It's the fun of it. But you might end up with a something you don't like. Yeah. So um, but I this one looks good. Um, it's six colors that you need to fade into each other. Um, so we have uh, Julie, Julie's uh, Lazy Fingering just came in and a bunch of speckles. So those are all available on the website. And then um, the uh, um, I have a big order of uh, Malabrigo sock, which is what we use for the Find Your Fade Knit Along in the spring. And that'll be coming in next week, Tuesday. So if anybody wants to do that, cool. that's available. That will be available in the online shop. So how do people, if they want to participate in the knit-along, how do you find out more about that? Our knit-along or Andrea's? No, Andrea's. Um, you just go to What the Fade on Ravel. You just go to Ravelry and look at what the top patterns are, and it's right there. <laughs> okay. Well, there so go. I think she has a she has a chat um, that she'll have going on with it and um, posting pictures. There are like, I mean, there's like a ridiculous number of projects already for it. Um, for the mystery knit-along? Yeah. So it's already started? No. No, people have just signed up and they're posting, they're uh, adding picture, they're adding the project to their, their library. Cool. So people are excited. And then um, posting pictures of their colors. Nice. So. So she's already said what you, like how many colors you need and how much oh, yarn yeah. you need and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She let you know. It starts August 31st. Okay. So th- that's the first clue will come up. Then there is some brioche. Um, I'm not sure to what extent, but she's usually, she's really good about putting links, um, technique links in her, um, in her uh, patterns, so it's easy to kind of figure out what you need to do or how to do something. I want to see. I, I, it was like a crazy number of. You're looking it up. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So find your fade is up at number four. What the fade is number six right now. Good for her. 525 projects and there isn't even a pattern yet yeah we're good so hopefully so yeah does she has she said anything about it is it going to be similar to the original fade or what is that going to be she hasn't said anything there's about nothing it? nope it's a total mystery very cool and i'm like i love what she does so i'm sure it's going to be great but yeah. i've also said that with two other times in the past and it's like what is going on here? Yeah, it's part of the fun. It's but, the risk you take is they, they they can't write a pattern that every single person everywhere is going to like every single time. Well, I think so many times I, I feel like doing a mystery knit along, there's something you have to like to have like the clues. And I think it gets hard for someone because like the find your fade, it's kind of just each section is just a repeat of itself. You can't really do that for a mystery knit along because yeah. you kind of need something else to it's happen. change a little bit here and there. Yeah. It can't be like, hey, this week we're going to join this color and we're going to keep increasing as we have been. And then that's going to be slightly right. different for this one or repeat. Yeah. It doesn't that's really no work. So, um, I mean, it's fun. It can be fun for a project, but not for a mystery knit along when you're looking forward to what's coming up the next like something week different. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited about it though. Just see like how she's going to be because it's the gauge that she has on it is um 
garter and brioche. So that means that there's garter and there's brioche. So I think it'll be kind of interesting, yeah. which are kind of her things. She does a good job with that. So one piece, seamless, top down and worked flat are the clues. So, hmm. yeah, we'll see if I cast on as soon as it launches, because sometimes I like waiting a couple of weeks to see we can wait through the first couple of clues in case I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's kind of cheating, though. No, it's not. Yeah, if you're going to do it, you got to no. commit and you got to do it from day one. I've got such limited... T- I'm still working on day number three from December. That's so. true. No, we'll see. We'll see. And I just... I assume that Brioche and it isn't going to be too complicated. She usually keeps things pretty simple, so... But we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you can think of? No, I think that's probably it. I don't even want to talk about this because you're all super excited. Oh, it's going to make my stomach growl really loud now. Well, you've got it sitting right there in front of you, so I think you need to talk about it. All right, let me get to the end of my... I have to I have to set my knitting down. I'm so, almost there. Hold on. How long is this going to take? Hold on. Hold on. Three more stitches. Three more stitches. There we go. See? Okay. So... As you may know, I am a little bit of a Michelle Tam stalker. Mm-hmm. And um, this came in the mail last week. It is Ready or Not. It is the new Nom Nom Paleo book. So um, it's pretty exciting. So she has, it is, it's 150 plus make ahead, make over, and make now recipes. So it's kind of cool how it's divided up because she's got, sections for um there's like a prep section um but then there's like a not ready section where um or starts i think with ready so they're prep ahead recipes for when you have well it there's a there there's a certain emoji and then it says together so it's when you have have your that's a poop emoji your poop emoji when you have your poop emoji together so um this is the stuff that takes a little bit longer and there's some prep involved with it um and then the second section is kind of ready. So this is one. Is emoji for that one? No. Ah. It's for when you kind of have your poop emoji together. Uh. So she she starts this one out by saying, did you, did you finish the last section of this cookbook only to mutter to yourself? There's absolutely no way I'm going to cook like this every night of the week. Well, yeah, you're not supposed to cook like that every night of the week. You, mm-hmm. know, you have leftovers and stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> this is, this stuff in here is a little bit, you kind of, you have to be kind of ready. It might take a little bit longer. I am a big fan of this section here that says not ready. So it's emergency fast food that tastes good. So this is like, there's, there's a bunch of soups in here that take, there's like an egg drop soup that she made, that she has a recipe on her blog for it. Hmm. Um, but it's an egg drop soup. And what she usually does is she has like some leftover, um, Kahlua pork from earlier in the week. And so when she's making the soup, which takes like 10 or 15 minutes, she's crisping up the pork and putting that on and then puts that on the soup with just like a little bit of vegetable garnish. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, she's doing a big book tour now. And, um, she was at, in two places in Colorado last weekend. And I know my oh, yeah. cousin has gotten to be a little bit of a groupie too. So 
but yeah, it's a really good book so far. Have you made anything from it yet? Um, I made a couple things the other night, I which I've made before, but she kind of, she updated some of the recipes. Um, one of them that I really like that it should just be called Crack Chicken, but it's Cracklin' Chicken, or she renamed it Ollie's Cracklin' Chicken for this one. So the same recipes in both books? Yeah, this one, um, I don't know if this one's much different, but some of the recipes are, they're a little bit, di- there might be more pictures, there might be different tips to go with them, so hmm. she didn't take and put like the same thing in here. And it's, they're so cool because it's her and her husband, Henry, and Henry, um, they do the book all by themselves. They do all the photography. They do everything. Um, and Henry actually draws the cartoons. Oh, yeah. He drew her as a cartoon in college. And so that's how he, he's like something like an attorney or something by day and does all of the cartoons. I mean, it's. That sounds like a lot more fun doing the cartoons. I don't know. He probably enjoys being whatever. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. But yeah. So yeah, they're on a big book tour right now. So maybe someone out there is lucky enough to go and see them and get a book sure. signed. Yeah. She posted some pictures of the of the book tour and there's a lady sitting in the front row and I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, everybody there is like so happy. They're holding up their books. And then there's this one lady just sitting there with her hands in her lap. She's smiling, but I'm like, yeah. why doesn't she have a book? And she's sitting in the front row. Give that lady a book. <laughs> At least give her something to hold on to yeah. for a little while. We'll give her a book and take it back. Well, that's what was it. Michael Perry did that, wasn't it? Or was it because we had to, one of the requirements we take a picture with him is you have to be holding one of his books. Oh, yeah. So I think there was someone that us. didn't have one, oh. so he like grabbed one off the table and <laughs> it was on temporary loan. Yeah, my friend has a picture of him and she gave him bunny ears when they took the picture. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I'm going to go see his show in January too. Where's that going to be? Oconomowoc. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I have a date. He does a lot of traveling, it seems like. And I mean, the Wisconsin area, not all over the country yeah. too much, but mainly in Wisconsin. But yeah, he, he gets around. He does a lot of he he works hard at promoting his books and doing all that. So he's very Wisconsin-y. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's his that's his gimmick. He's the Wisconsin guy. I think that's, that's him what he too. Does. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean that's what he does. Mm-hmm. I mean that's his product. Is he writes about living in Wisconsin and being in Wisconsin and all that stuff. But very interesting stuff. Yeah, his books are really good too. Mm-hmm. So he should come out with a cookbook. But Wisconsin cooking, I don't know what he does. Probably yeah, like, turn on the grill and throw the meat on there. I'm and guessing he's, yeah, he might. Well, he, I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen him talk about cooking, to be honest with you. I don't think so. You're not sure that would be something that would sell real well for him. Probably not. Or maybe it would. Who knows? He's got the right audience for it. So, yeah, that's uh There's also a calendar, which I, oh, we talked about that a little bit last week, but I can't open that yet. Nope. There oh, are rules. Oh, the stickers. Oh, you can wait until January. It's going to be like we have, like, a, we're going to have, like, a, an elementary kid or a preschool kid in the house because I'm going to stick stickers all over the fridge. Just stick them right on the fridge. Let's, no, that's that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Hey, let's take a look at the stickers. Are they the cartoon people? Yeah. Well, then that could be fun. Well, I, I can't tell. I Well, I, I, I'm sure they're cartoons. I don't think it's, like, stickers of, like... Pictures of food. Sunnyside Or them. There's Sunnyside Salad. It might be... I don't know. It says 
includes a sheet of nomtastic stickers. I'm guessing that they're oh, it probably shows on Amazon what they are. It could. So yeah, I don't have a problem or anything here. No, no, yeah, of course no. not. So but yeah, yeah, the book is. I like reading her. I actually like just sitting down and reading her recipes because she's very conversational in the way that she writes them out, and she has a great sense of humor. And uh, you know, you can do this, but if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Or you know, I mean, that's it's like she's sure. just yeah, she's not. She's flexible when it comes to cooking. Well, I think you have to be. Well, I suppose you don't have to be. I don't think Julia Child was very flexible. No, I don't think I ever watched a Julia Child program. I know who I she know. is and what she sounds like, but I don't know anything about her cooking style or what she did. And if you bake, you can't be that flexible either because... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because chemically it needs to work out. Right. Yeah. Anything else there? Oh, I did make something else from here. And I don't think it's on her... Maybe it is on her website. Those, uh, these... Buffalo cauliflower things. Oh, yeah. Those are good. They were really good. Um, so it's uh, cauliflower florets that are, um, that go into like a, kind of like a, an arrowroot batter. And then you bake them in the oven. And then you toss them in uh, buffalo sauce at the end. And then you eat them with your face. Yeah. Those are really good. They were really good. Yeah. yeah. We had ranch sauce with them. And- mm-hmm. Had those with the uh, crackling chicken. The crackling chicken, yeah. I wanted something to go with it, but yeah, it was. Those were really good. Those were, those were in the almost ready, I think, or kind of ready section. So not too bad. So, then. Yeah, and I think those are in the kind of ready because they, the there's some there's like 15 minutes of like hands-on time with it, but it has to bake in the oven for an hour. So oh, yeah. yeah, it takes. It's not like you get home and. It takes time, but it's hour. not like super. It's not intense, intense time. Yeah, it's oven time. And when I see that, like the colors, I think the first thing I said, I, th- I want to. If I was good at Photoshop, I want to Photoshop that ready or not on Hulk Hogan's chest, because he was always red and yellow. He had the yellow shirt with the red lettering and everything on it. I think that would be hilarious, but I don't. I don't know how to do Photoshop. I tried to do something with it a couple weeks ago, and it didn't work great. But I, I need to. I need to play with it more. Can you do it in Paint? Probably not. I don't know how to do that either. Paint is a lot easier for doing stuff like that. Yeah. I know somebody at work that's really, or at your work, not yeah. at my work. I mean, I know somebody at my, I know my, I know me. Right. Um, But I know somebody at your work that's really good with, well, actually two that people that are really good with does paint. It. Yeah. And they do everything in paint. Sure. And I would think that they were Photoshopping it. Yeah. I don't spend, I have Photoshop, but I don't spend enough time in there to. I don't really have much reason to. Be oh. manipulating photos and there's so stuff many things like to be like clicking on, and it's then very complicated. Yeah. Oh, I have. Well, I I can't tell about that. I have. I ordered. I I ordered something fun today. But you can't talk about it. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody's going to be two weeks, just uh, like in Total Recall. Two weeks. Everything in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. So yeah, something fun for the for Firefly. Something for the store? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it Hulk Hogan related? No. No? It could be. You could you could customize it. All right. That sounds interesting. Now we have to wait two weeks to find two out weeks. what it is. Yeah. It'll be worth it. I think it'll be worth it. I'm pretty excited. Well, now that you've built it up this much, it better be worth it. Oh, man. I hope it's worth mm. it. Almost blew it two weeks before. 
I know. I almost... And you can't talk about it? It's a secret? Yeah, it's a secret. Why does it have to be a secret? Because I want to make sure that the order goes through before. Oh. Yeah. I've had enough stuff with orders not going through. I just want to make sure that it's like in production and everything. So Got it. So it's yarn related then. Something that has to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It has to be made. So we, we shall see, I guess, what that is. And I'm thinking, talking, speaking of professional wrestling, I was going to share this last week and I completely forgot about it, but was it, I think it was the th- last Thursday? Yes. So not last weekend, but the Thursday before, I went with uh, a couple of friends of mine to the Wisconsin State Fair to watch some professional wrestling. And that was a lot of fun again. It was really interesting because it's the, it's in the Expo Center, which is where they have all of the, what do you call them? The all Expos? The, you know, all the, the vendors where, where you're going to buy things and all the people trying to sell you knives and they're trying to sell you all kinds of, like all the mattresses and the hot tubs. But just off on one side, they've got a wrestling ring set up. Like That is the weirdest thing. But they had huge crowds that were in there. And it was it was really cool. The way that, the way that they did it was... They had two separate shows. They had one at noon, which went until 1.30, and they had an hour break. And we got super lucky because I made a good decision. It poured on that Thursday when we were out there. And so we we left the Expo Center. We're out walking around trying to find something to eat. And it starts sprinkling a little bit. And it's doing a little bit of, you know, here and there. And it's nothing, nothing major. And we're trying to figure out what should we eat, where should we go, what do we want to get. And I'm like, you know what, let's just go to this place. It's a huge like it's under like a basically a building with garage doors in it and, and like let's go sit down they had the brewer game on we can go and watch the brewer game and we could take it easy and then uh about two minutes after we sat down it just downpoured it was and like to the point that the the streets where all the vendors and things are it was flooding it was it was running through the streets like a river it was crazy you know i feel like the rain is just following you right now because that happened you you had like torrential downpour this week too in Madison and, and yeah. there was nothing here and there was there really wasn't much last week here well maybe there was on Thursday yeah I don't feel like there was because I feel like if there would have been like torrential downpour here I would have been like oh no Mike is at the state fair and yeah. it was not all inside it was crazy but it was really neat because one of the things I mean we went because it's a you know small little local independent promotion with just you know people you've never heard of for the most part. But there were a couple. You know, Honky Tonk Man was there. Greg the Hammer Valentine was there. Jimmy Hart was there. Honky Tonk Man was there. Yeah. Did you take pictures? No. Oh, you didn't take any pictures. Nope. Uh, but they were there, so we went to see them. But what I thought was really really cool is they've got. And this is unusual for a small organization like this, but they've actually got uh, at least four because there were four of them there, four women uh, who are uh, wrestling with the with the promotion. And usually, if you can find like one or two, that's that's pretty amazing and, and unusual. But here they had four, and they were actually really good. And one of the girls. Um, she, I think I went, kind of did some research on the, uh, on the promotion before we went, just so I kind of know who the, the various people and characters are and what their stories are. But one of the girls, and probably, I don't know if it's all three of them, but one of them, I think is just out of high school. And she is super over, over meaning like popular and getting a good reaction from people. And it was really fun because like when her match came on, when she came out, all of a sudden, so we were standing because there wasn't a whole lot of, like room to sit there were they had some benches and stuff but not a whole lot but as soon as like her match was starting like this whole group of girls there's probably five or six young girls probably like i don't know eight ten years old or something like that all came right up in front of us and sat down on the floor 
like and they all knew who she was they were waiting for her to come out and it was they're really probably neat. from her sorority or something sorority she's like probably 18 and they're like eight. Oh, so they were <laughs> oh so they were yeah you're gonna there's hopefully that means there's gonna be a new generation of why well, is yeah that's one thing it's little it's, wrestlers well wrestlers or at least i thought it was cool that they you know these little girls have somebody they can kind of look up to yeah. and appreciate and you know they're out there actually wrestling i mean the the women's wrestling has changed a lot in the last 30 years or in the last 20 years but it was it was really neat and they they put on a really good match and they uh, came back later on so it was a really interesting kind of to watch that dynamic because normally you don't see you don't see a lot of girls at wrestling shows it's uh mostly mostly guys that go to those shows i can vouch for that yeah but it was really interesting because they they knew exactly who she was they were waiting for her to come out and when she was there and she was really good i i honestly wouldn't be surprised to see her do more if she sticks with it because she was really good at getting the crowd involved and uh getting people to react and and uh, kind of coaxing them along and building a story so it was really really fun and interesting to to uh see that yeah, I think unless you're like my cousin and you have like four brothers and family that like is all into wrestling, if you're a girl, it just kind of it's it's not the first thing that you no. And it's like, I mean, like I said, it's, it's very different now. Like even at the top level in like WWE and stuff like that, they do have a lot more women who are not just out there to dance and to look good and escort guys down to the ring and whatever. They're actually yeah. out there and they're working matches and they're working hard and they are athletic and and putting on really good shows so it's it's fun to see that and then to see that it's kind of uh having an impact all the way down that even on the local level you've got more more girls and more women who are getting into it and serious about it and showing what they can do it's cool not like not just like miss elizabeth exactly well that's that's my point is, is you know for a long time with a, a few exceptions not many with a few exceptions that's kind of what what women in wrestling did is they would they would be valets or they would you know escort guys to the ring or whatever but now it's it's not that way anymore. They that you know they they want to work and they want to wrestle and they want to put on matches and do good shows and it shows. It's really cool. So it was a lot of fun to see that. Okay. Yeah, you sounded like you had fun. So yeah, it was really it was good. It was kind of sad because well, Honky Tonk Man, he's okay. He's still he's still around. Jimmy Hart for anybody that knows who Jimmy Hart is, he has not changed a bit since you know nineteen eighty seven. He's exactly the same as he's always been but one of the guys greg valentine he i think he's there because he has to be there and he basically doesn't know where he is anymore oh, it's sad it's super sad but it was it was kind of nice on the same hand because like honky tonk man was up there with him and you could he really like helped him through what he was supposed to be doing and where he was supposed to be and kind of work you know it it was it was really hard to watch to be honest with you it was it was tough but he's still out there and he's still uh i guess wants i don't know if he wants to be doing it or if he has, he has to be to. it's it's hard to know with guys they get to be that age if they have to be there if they want to be there i think unfortunately a lot of times they because they have be. to be because yeah. they they blew all their money while they were making money and have nothing and now they're still doing it because they have to honky tonk man he doesn't have to he just does it because he kind of yelling at kids he likes yelling at kids. So the last time I saw those two together was probably like 1988 or 89. when They were a tag team together. And there was, I was, I don't know, probably, yeah, it was probably about that time. I was, you know, 13, 14, whatever it was. And 
it's you know how tag teams they they work well together for a while and then all of a sudden one of them gets mad at the other and they have a fight and then the tag team breaks up but they were doing that at that point in the storyline where they were fighting together and honky tonk man was was i don't know he's punching greg valentine or something i'm like you know go beat him up and honky tonk man says shut up i'm like i'm cheering for you don't yell at me and i was so sad but it was also awesome because you got yelled at. Because you got yelled at. That's the point so of if wrestling. If you wouldn't have gotten yelled at, then you wouldn't have a story now. Exactly. And it wouldn't have been wrestling. It's interactive theater. You can go and just get right in there and be a part of the show. It's awesome. And we also, we started watching Glow. We did. We've and it's, what, it's kind of entertaining. Yeah. We've seen, what, two episodes? Yeah. The... um the 80s outfits are amazing outfits music hair and well and it was it, it was fun because we were watching it and i'm like who is that because of course i have to imdb and figure out who it is because i'm not gonna be able to like focus on the show until yeah. i figure out who it is and i don't i can't remember what her name is but it's um annie from community yeah so if you see it doesn't look anything at all like i her. never would have after you said that i'm like yeah i can hear it i can I, yep. like her voice i can hear it as her but i never would have guessed that that was her because it looks nothing like her yeah well uh, yeah i could hear her voice in my head and that's when i was like oh wait a second i have to uh yeah so it's a netflix only show we've seen only seen the first two weeks so we can't say too much but it's it's not i mean it's about wrestling but it's really not it's about the characters and the interactions and the personalities someone else told me it was really good too so yeah i i enjoyed that and it's yeah it's yeah, there's several people in there that are. Well, one of the trainers in there is actually a wrestler. Well, he's gone. He lasted about. Well, he yeah, he's done. Like halfway through the second episode yeah. or something. But yeah, it's good because you've got all these ladies who are auditioning for. They don't really know what they're auditioning for, and they come in, and it turns out it's wrestling. And the guy who's directing and casting, he's some burnout cokehead from the. I don't know. He used to do movies and stuff, but now he's kind of kind of fallen. And this is his opportunity to make something of himself again and do something. And you've got all the all the ladies and they've all got their own personalities and how they bring that to the, the various shows. And you have girls that are really angry at each other. And yeah, yeah. there's backstories and drama. And yeah. Yeah, so. lots of drama. Well, and it's a Netflix original. Netflix, I don't know that we've watched anything that we've fixed anything that we pick to watch that we think oh hey you know what that sounds good because not everything that they do we're going to be like oh i want to watch that but everything that we've watched has been good yeah well and they i don't know if they've started or if it's starting soon but the uh second season so apparently it did well enough that they've got a second okay. season already so we'll have to catch up and maybe we'll report back but i think it's a show that even if you're not necessarily interested in wrestling it still could be fun because like i said the personalities and uh the music and the hair and all the yeah outfits and the cars and it's all crazy stuff it's like being in downtown beaver dam with, cars well, with the, the music 80s? the music and the cars oh yeah especially this time of year everybody's driving their uh their their 80 sports cars around sure blasting white snake and of course and well scorpions no not so many yeah but yeah crazy music fun music yeah Let's take a look at some Canadian canoes. The first story is actually a little bit of Canadian crime, Elisa. Uh-oh. Yarn shop owner's knitted dog stolen. And that makes me sad. 
The owner of a yarn and knitting shop in Benfleet was devastated to discover one of her prized knitting yarn dogs has been stolen. Sandy Adams, 53, arrived at her shop in uh, Bodkins in Hart Road to find that a yarn beagle, which has been displayed outside the store, has been removed from its perch on a railing beside the road. She said, people who come to the shop make them. I put them out in the evening. I left the shop at 9.30 p.m. At 8 a.m. when I came back, I found the beagle had gone overnight. Maybe it ran away. Why would you want to leave such a nice place to live? I'm not sure why you would leave stuff out overnight. Well, it's just kind of yarn bombing stuff. And it says it's part of a, a charity fundraiser. <laughs> Sandy runs to support people suffering from a condition called a retinitis pigmentosa. Don't ask me what that is because I'm not sure. But it's also here RP fighting blindness. So apparently it's, well, I guess retinitis. It's, it's a retina. So it's something to do with your eyes. Uh, but basically, uh, trying to see here. It said, over the years, we've managed to raise 3,000 pounds for the charity through our yarn bombing. So I think it's just, it's just part of that. It's a bit of fun out there, uh, but there's more serious side to it. Um, thefts, of, thefts of Sandy and her friend's creations is sadly not a new thing for the group. In the first yarn bombing, she said, a great big rabbit was stolen from the center of her Easter-themed collection from the side of the same road. Hopefully it's not the same person that's coming by and taking these things time after time. Well, but then it would only be one bad person instead of two. So that's, that's kind of a comforting true, thought. Yeah. <laughs> but then the lady brought it back after she found it in her garden. We think it could have just been a drunk person who took it after they had been out one night. That is possible. That's I would prefer possible. to think it was just a drunk person instead of a bad person just stealing yeah. things. But so she's, they're trying to get it back because they're selling it for for a charity event. So if you have any information <laughs> leading to the the uh, return of this beagle, I don't have anything for you. I was going to say there might be a reward, but it doesn't mention anything about a reward. Just be a nice person and return it if, if you've stolen this thing. Yeah, I said they, they do not uh, appreciate people spend a lot of time making them, and I do not pay them. It's all for charity. So people out of the goodness of their heart make things, spending hours upon hours on charity, and then it gets stolen by some mean, dumb person. Or a drunk. Or a drunk who's just dumb at that point, I guess. Uh, next story, there's a lot of stuff coming out of India lately, which I find very interesting. And this one, actually, I think, uh, yeah, it's outlookindia.com. I've got another one. And I'm going to, I've got a couple people from India that I work with. I'm going to ask them what is going on in India that there's knitting all over the place. But uh, this comes out of Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, in a novel initiative, hundreds of inmates from South African prisons will knit the world's largest portrait blanket of Nelson Mandela that will be visible from space to mark the anti-apartheid icon's 100th birthday anniversary next year. The Massive Mandela Masterpiece Project is the brainchild of the 67 Blankets for Mandela organization, started a few years ago by Carolyn Stein, to knit blankets in honor of the number of years that Mandela has spent in the service of his country. <sighs> That's so going to be a big blanket. It's gonna, Well, it's going to be the largest portrait blanket in the world. So I, I think technically that this is not the biggest blanket, but the biggest portrait blanket. So each blanket will measure 160 by 160 centimeters to make a pixel. Together in the right pattern, the blanket will measure about 4,500 square meters, and you'll not only be able to see uh, Mandiba's face from the sky, but also from space. Can we go to space and see it? I think we should. Uh, that would be like a, that would be a business trip. 
I think so. That'd be a I good mean, how much off. is it to go on a space shuttle? It's probably not that expensive. I mean, right now, I think they pay you to do it, actually. Oh, okay. So that's even better. It's like a reverse write-off. It's a reverse. Yeah. That's income. Yeah, that's income. So there you go. It'd be we a reverse expense. <laughs> I think that sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, so this whole thing... Because the reason that this story is so, it's, it, this is actually taking place in South Africa, but this is in an Indian uh, website. But I also did find another story about this that was actually out of South Africa. Apparently, there's something going on between India and South Africa that they're battling to have the biggest, technically crocheted blankets, I guess. Um, in 2014, 67, 67 blankets for Mandela achieved a world record with the largest crocheted blanket in the world, measuring 3,377 square meters. But India made one more, uh, made one more than three times that size, 11,000 square meters, to snatch the record in February last year. Stein motivated people across South Africa to join, to join in to regain the record two months later with a blanket of 17,188 square meters. So there's something going on in people in India and South Africa really, really want this record of <laughs> the biggest crocheted blanket. How? 17,000 square meters. That's what, like 3,000 feet? That can't be. That's like two miles. How long is it? What is it? 17? How many? I don't know how things are. 17. How many is it again? 17,000 square meters. 1,000 square. Because seven, what's a a meter? Oh, a meter is like three feet, right? Meters and how about into acres? Can we do that? Would that make more sense? Sure. Oh, that's. I was going to say, oh, it's only, but it, it's it's 4.2 acres. 4.2 acres? Our house is on a quarter of an acre. Not even. Yeah. That's... That's why you can see it from space. That's insane. Well, this one's only going to be like a quarter that size. But yeah, it's 17,000. I guess you could because you could see this one from 4,500. That's amazing. But otherwise, I think that brings us to the end of our Canadian Canoes, Elisa. So I was just looking just to put it into... So the typical square city block is a 2.21 to 2.5 acres. All right. So we got a couple city blocks. So Worth of knitting. Well, crocheting, yeah. I guess. That's, that's a lot of crocheting. That's well, a lot of yarn. And... They're probably not using blue sky fibers or... Well, probably not. Brooklyn no. Tweed for that. Where did they go? Because just the pace that the they're doing these. Because the Stein, so okay, the snatched the record in February last year. Stein motivated people across South Africa to join in to regain the record two months later with a blanket. Of, so did they do all of this in two months? Was everybody in South Africa crocheting on this blanket? That sounds crazy. That's a lot of people to coordinate. Yeah. I wish they would say how many people it took to do all of this. All of them. Well, that's what I'm thinking. To do something that size, that's got to be really, really fat yarn and a great big, huge hook. No sleeping. No. If you're going to do it in two months, there's no time for yeah. sleeping. Yeah. All right. So I think we had a spot we can wrap it up, Elisa. Probably. Bind off, off. Get some food and then hopefully feel better. 
You need to feel better. I have a fence to fix tomorrow, and I'm afraid that's not going to help me at all. <laughs> ah, your dad will be here, and He's you guys not... will drink some beers, and it'll be fine. I mean, I'll fine. feel fine while I'm doing it, but it's not going to help me recover it, that's for sure. I'm going to make some crockpot um, carnitas. Is that going to heal me? Is some... that what you're no, saying? No, sorry, instant pot Are carnitas. Are you promising? I'm going to make you healthy foods. So that'll make you feel better. I hope so. Tonight's food probably isn't going to be... It's been two weeks, so I'm about... I yeah, feel like it has I, been two weeks. I got that from my dad, too, because when my dad gets sick, he's sick for like a month or two, and it's dumb. So I'm hoping I'm not developing that, because normally after a week, it's gone. And you're not even as old as him. It's still here. Not yet, but I'm getting there. I'm going to ask him when this all started for him, because hopefully... Stuff fall, starts it. falling apart at 40 is what I've been is what I've been hearing and noticing. Not for oh, thank you for sneezing on me. I'm not falling apart yet, but someday maybe I will. All right, we're going to go ahead and bind off Elisa, right? I think so. All right. Call it a short one and Yeah, I mean we're 50 minutes in. It's not so bad. That's a nice night. Yeah. Um, so anybody, if you would like to follow Elisa on all her adventures between, well, now, when this episode ends, and next week when the next one begins, you can uh, go to elisatheyarnista.com. And up in the upper right-hand corner, there's uh, social media links all up there. They're super easy to find. And you can um, follow Elisa on Ravelry and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all over the place. And hopefully there will be something there for you to see. Maybe you'll see some pictures from Ready or Not cooking. It's not a nom nom. I guess it is nom nom paleo. Well, it is. That's why Michelle's on the front of it. Well, but the other book is just called nom nom paleo. That was the first one. Yeah. She she couldn't call it like nom nom paleo too. I mean, she could. She could, but she... Ready or Not is better. Yeah. And it fits with the uh, the theme of the book. And so, the books are really nice, too. So if you, uh, yeah, they have ribbons in them so you can bookmark the pages. Fancy. Yeah. yeah. So you can find that. Maybe I'll just put, I'll put a link to that under the, the show if you want it. Otherwise, it's just a ready or not. Nom nom paleo. And if anybody wants Michelle to get the Tan. calendar and, like, show me pictures of what it looks like on the inside. Oh, the stickers? Nope, that's cheating, too. If you want to interact, you have questions, comments, suggestions, send us some feedback. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less less of? Uh, send an email, podcast at elisatheyarnista.com. Uh, go out to iTunes. Give us a review out there. Go to uh, YouTube. Click on one of those videos and go to YouTube and hit a subscribe. Hit that little bell so you get notifications every time a new video goes up. Uh, follow us on Patreon. Five bucks a month will get you access to the live version of the show, um, in which you can come in here and hang out with uh, us and the other people who are chatting in the chat room and uh, interact there. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Uh, but I think that's going to be it. If anyone's having a rough day, watch the Crazy Puppy Sneezes video. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. It's a quick one, but it's a lot of fun. Rollo has some allergies or something going on but that's back in the archives you can find that so thank you everybody for joining us thank you for hanging out with us here while we record this show and i look forward to seeing you next week take it easy cheers Remember I had the sled with me? I'm Jordan. Oh, here, I made your sweater.
last night? Yeah, it's just something I do with my hands. I hope I got the size right. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I have a brother and I use him for a size in comparison. And I have a pretty good eye for that sort of thing, so I just went ahead and made you one because you know I was up. Are you peeing? Yeah. Oh, 